Thank you for tuning in to Kineticast. I'm your host, Bo Sauls. This is part two of the trilogy, The Kineticense Advantage. Dr. Camo and I focus on how to bring the community in by expanding the walls of your clinic with the system and the application of different modules of Kineticense with different demographics. For more information about Kineticense and to book your free online demo, visit www.kineticense.com. Let's go ahead and get started with part two of the Kineticense Advantage, expanding the walls of your clinic by bringing in the community with Dr. Ryan Camo. Yeah, so how would you say that you would use this to bring community or bring patients in more, or how, how would you connect to more, more people using Kineticense? It's about expanding the walls of the clinic. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, it's about bringing it's about bringing people into the clinic and exposing people to chiropractic that that uh, may never have gone to a chiropractor, but now they have they see the data they want to be part of that type of treatment process. Um, so, for instance, I mean, you look at again the different setups in the clinic. Uh, we have practitioners that have the system set up in their waiting room. So, so, so what they'll do is they'll, you know, they'll, they'll reach out in the community and say, Hey, um, you know, your first posture analysis at our clinic, 3d posture analysis is free to yeah. stop and work. So these people come to the clinic, which, you know, maybe they never would have gone to the clinic and, uh, and they have the front desk staff sitting there. There's a big screen TV on the wall. Person stands in front of the system and the, the front desk hits capture and, 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 and captures that data. And it's so cool because the other people in the waiting room get to kind of see the wow factor of all this, <laughs> yeah, right? Definitely. Creates like a huge excitement in the clinic. And, uh, and then that gives the opportunity, you know, for the staff to say, Hey, you know, doc would like to talk to you about some of the things we're seeing on your posture analysis. You know, what, when can we, when can we book you in and discuss this? And, um, and so that's incredibly valuable. So getting out in the community, pulling people into, into, into your clinic, uh, this technology is outstanding for that. And social media, you know, if, if, you're, if your clinic has social media, Facebook, oh, definitely. Uh, you know the different things you do, it, the community is usually quite excited to, uh, to test the system out and to, to come to you, to come to your clinic and see what chiropractic's all about. Uh, the, other, the other great thing that, uh, that you can do to really expand the walls of your clinic, right? Because as clinicians, we think about, we have a brick and mortar, we have a facility, <laughs> Yep. Uh, that's all we have. That's that's our chiropractic. But imagine if you could expand out the, the walls of your clinic and reach the community at large, right? And actually be able to assess people outside of the clinic. And one of the great models that we see, and this is done with, with, with CAMS, we do it with our functional movement screen, but also with concussion baselining with balance, is we actually go to, to the sports organizations, so we'll, we'll go in at the board meeting of, you know, the minor hockey association, the minor football or uh, basketball. We'll go, to, we'll go to the board members and say, hey, we have a technology where we can do a concussion baseline screen with balance. And we can also do a functional movement screen and assess risk of injury. And, uh, you know, we'd love to run your kids through. Yeah. So here in here in our here in our hometown, we we just recently we, we did 800 minor hockey league kids over the span of of it was about uh, six hours because we had multiple systems running at once, and we charged fifty dollars per kid. Yeah. Now a lot of these a lot of these young athletes end up becoming patients, even if it's not a concussion. 
they come in because now they're linked to you as the practitioner that did the assessments. So they're coming in for MSK injuries and, and uh, it's just a great way to start to use the data to link yourself to these prospective patients. And usually it brings in a lot of prospective patients. And the research tells us that, you know, one new patient for a chiropractic clinic generates between 400 to $800 a year. Yeah. So technically you only need about three or four new patients a year to have an ROI in your system. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Generate far more. It should generate far more than that. Oh, definitely. And you think about, you're talking about just going straight sports and that we can see the application. We know that's going to increase performance, functionality. We can baseline concussions. That's, I mean, that's great. But you think that this is really going to increase functionality in everybody. So now you can really just go out, do screenings in your community too, right? You can go find different people and this, this is screening function. Absolutely. Screening function and not just in the athletes. It's in, it's in every, it's in every, uh, every group. And, you know, you talk about, think about corporate wellness, being able to go to, you know, corporations or companies in your community and say, Hey, we can screen your workers and help to keep them from injury. Yeah, definitely. We can, we can link ourselves to, and it, and again, it does not matter what type of practitioner you are. It, 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 let's say that you're just, you know, let's say that you're subluxation based and that's, and you don't do any soft tissue. You don't do any sports rehab or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, say that you have zero knowledge in how to rehab a concussion, for instance, you can still do the concussion baseline and you can do the reassessment after a concussion occurs and you can send that data to the medical doctor or to the practitioner that is, uh, is the one that's uh, managing that that concussion. I mean, you, you talked about corporate wellness. That's really cool because um, I actually spoke with Dr. Sivak from Intellirol, and he he's really big into corporate wellness, and he really wants to use the system to now go in there and use it on the hiring process as well, right? Then you can really help people get hired or help them rehab and do different things that way. That's really cool. You know, corporate wellness is a space that that uh, is really growing right now for Kinetosense, and we have some groups that, that specialize in corporate wellness. Um, some of them are clinics, uh, some are organizations that that uh, they just do corporate wellness screenings and and pre-employment screenings, for instance, right? So yeah. being able to know someone's functionalities or you know what type of position uh, in our organization should we put this person in. Right, based on their 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 functional movement, um, that that mitigates their risk of injury, things like that. And then again, think about functional fatigue. Right, we touch on that again. Yeah. So being able to go back and analyze workers over the course of a year, and be able to give that data as to whether this person is starting to develop functional fatigue, decrease, yeah, um, decrease in function. Yeah, what are we going to do? Are we going, you know, how, how do we change that? What, what are the protocols that we're going to put in place uh, to make sure that, that they don't get to the point where they have a back injury or, or, uh, or neck, you know, a, a severe neck strain or what have you? Yeah. So, so being, the, being that vessel uh, to be able to deliver that level of information to the corporation is, is uh, incredibly powerful. And uh, again, Links your links you and your clinic to these corporations. So so great opportunity. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention, which is a really a, a great way to expand the walls of the clinic too, just locally in a community, is partnering with gym chains. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and CrossFit. Yes. And you know we actually had a practitioner 
that uh, that is using has been using kinetics for quite some time. And basically, what he did is he went to the CrossFit gyms locally in his community and went to the owner of the CrossFit gym and said, "Hey, I have a system. I'm going to come into your gym. You just open up, you know, slots between you know this time and this time for people that want to get 3D functional you know, functional movement assessments, and I'm going to come in and do the assessments." Yeah unbelievable how many new patients he generated just from doing that that's crazy that's awesome yeah yeah and it because these 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 athletes want to keep they, they it, it, when they have numbers it is so powerful for them <laughs> well they're competitive they're competitive yeah <laughs> and uh and Bo, you and i, I mean with the traveling that we've done and working with you know the, the braves and some of these professional sports teams i, I mean we see it firsthand right it becomes a becomes a competition for them, right? Oh, yeah. And the Braves did that immediately. They were all standing around to see who scored higher and then yeah. do it again even. They wanted to come back and do it again. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, I mean, you're just empowering them to want to move better. Right? So cool. It's, uh, it is really cool. It is really cool. Whereas when we do when we do visual assessments, I mean, the limitations are so obvious, mm-hmm. right? We can see all three planes of movement visually. We just can't. I, it's, you know, even with the best trained eye, you're gonna miss. You're gonna miss things. Yeah. And you know you don't really have that that benchmark or, or number that that patient can work with or that client can work with to want to improve on. So numbers are really important that way for people, and uh, and really promotes them to to be diligent and to be uh, to take the treatments and the home care you know quite seriously. Yeah, and that's great. And you, you spoke about CrossFit too. You have to think. I, I love working with CrossFitters because. CrossFit is literally people that are trying to strengthen functional patterns. Now, if you go to a good CrossFit box, you're literally going somewhere where someone wants to be able to lift better, stand up and sit down better, go down to tie their shoes, everything, be it doing a strong pattern so they don't get hurt. Even everyone wants to compare CrossFit to say that's where you go to get hurt, but they're actually helping people move better. And it's not just about how much weight you can lift. That's the sport portion of, uh, portion of that. So it's really like it's cool to see that that CrossFit is kind of growing with uh, Kineticence and Cam's X. Well, and and I I think it's safe to say that chiropractic is kind of becoming the the unofficial practitioner of of CrossFit. I love it. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I've talked many, to a lot of owners that are really they love that I'm a chiro and they love that I have the system. Absolutely. And how many chiropractors are now working in CrossFit gyms? Exactly. That's where they practice. It's unbelievable. And and uh, I just think of our our CAMS ex-athlete, you know, Dr. Patrick Bellner, crazy, uh, who was like the number two CrossFitter in the world last year, I think, and and uh, and is becoming a chiropractor, um, or has become a chiropractor, and and uh, just that link, right? So yep. we're trying to create an ecosystem of functional movement, and uh, that ecosystem includes practitioners like chiropractic, physiotherapy, uh, but also includes athletes like crossfitters gym goers professional athletes amateur athletes for sure and trying to be, create an ecosystem that's leveraged through the data right oh yeah and and that's uh it's a it's a powerful thing well and i think uh you have so many different ways to get data too. like each module has its own advantage to providing data to the patient and during your treatment plan so let's just quickly go through some of the modules too do you want to start with like 3d posture for chiropractic yeah absolutely so so 3d posture is is one of my favorites for uh showing the changes that we make as chiropractors so what we do and what a lot of clinicians do is is uh, they'll do a snapshot of posture uh, pre-adjustment 
and uh, and then they'll they'll do their treatments, whether it's a, you know adjusting or soft tissue or, or, or movement rehab, what have you. And then they'll take another snapshot after the after the session's done. Now now taking a snapshot for posture takes like two seconds, right? right? It's just basically click, uh, and then what you pull up the images of the pre and post, and you can show the patient right there the differences that have occurred, the changes that have occurred. And we, we, we almost always see changes in the frontal plane. We, we see changes in the sagittal plane, but pr- the plane that shows the most change is the transverse plane, that overhead view. Mm-hmm. Think about like a piilium, for instance. And I talk a lot about the hips because the hips are really the keystone. Oh yeah. Uh, to, the, the body, you know, the upper sacrum, cervical yep. doctors would say it's, but, but really, um, yeah, it's it, it, like if a PI hip, you you have a rotation that's occurring at the pelvis, and it's causing one leg to become shorter technically, and so the center mass will be shifted onto that side, right? They'll shift over. Yep. And we actually can see that in the transverse plane. Now, there's no other posture assessment tool out there that shows the transverse plane. It's like having a camera overhead. Yeah. You know, posture grids will show us you know, frontal plane, sagittal plane, but really hard to eyeball and see what's going on. The minute changes that occur in that transverse plane. And, and that's what, that's a, that's a main go-to for our practitioners that use the system and patients are blown away by those changes. And uh, so that's, that's, you know, one way to do it. Some practitioners do it every single session. Um, I like the idea of having a front desk, you know, person doing it in the waiting room, Right. you know, they get a, they get a, uh, they get a posture snapshot when they walk in and they get one when they walk out, right? And then the next treatment they come in, they can look, the, you know, the doc can go through the results with them. Uh, but we, you know, some do it every two, some do it every three sessions, right? You yeah. kind of pick and choose, uh, you know, how often you're going to, to do the posture snapshot. But it's uh, it's pretty powerful pre and post manipulation. Well, and then uh, Dr. Brennan from the Kinetic Center Dallas actually sent me a picture of a Cairo that was at an event and they had this little stand with strings that they had tied up on this um, to analyze posture. And he said, what would happen if we were if we had set up our system right next to this? And I said, I don't know. They probably have to compare with like three finger lengths away from where they tied that string. And that's all the data that they're getting. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's it's um, each to their own. And, and, and it, but it's about efficiency. It's about data. It's about accuracy, uh, objectivity, accuracy, objectivity. I mean, we've yeah. had we've had numerous third party university studies that show there were that were comparable to the Vicon system. That's awesome. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's powerful and, uh, efficiency again, uh, these different tools that we use in chiropractic, you know, some of them are just not efficient and they actually slow us down. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, Brennan is talking, you know, that, that, that would be one of those, you know, apparatus that, that, that potentially would do that, would slow us down. Right. Definitely. Uh, um, so, so each of their own, but, uh, yeah, it, it's about, uh, just getting, just getting assessment, getting it done quickly and, and showing the difference that we make is, is really key to the patient. Yeah, for sure. So, and also if someone comes in with an injured joint too, I really like the 3d range of motion because I mean, now we're getting accuracy on range of motion we're getting more objective measurement because it's going to be, you're going to be able to recreate the same thing over and over again, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I mean, how many times do we see, you know, uh, a patient that comes with a, comes in with a rotator cuff injury or, or a motor vehicle accident where they have a whiplash and they've injured their cervical spine and uh, and they have limited range of motion and, and pain. Yeah. 
and um, and so instead of having to use you know a goniometer, inclinometer, or eyeballing assessments, think about cervical, for instance, right? Uh, pretty hard to get a good cervical rotation reading unless you have the person supine mm-hmm. or prone, right? Don't we want to get the reading of what's happening with the muscles engaged against gravity? Yeah, you want to see how they are all day. <laughs> Wouldn't that make sense? Yeah. So that's where, you know, Kinetosense, the assessments are done seated or standing. It's against gravity. The muscles are engaged. We get a true reading. And the other thing about Kinetosense is that we account for the, the postural changes that occur as the person, you know, is going through the range of motion. Take um, frozen, frozen shoulder, for instance, which is like very, very difficult to treat. Correct. So with our system, you know, with frozen shoulder, if, if a patient does abduction of their shoulder, abduction, if they're limited, what do they start to do? They start to shift their body oh. over to the opposite side to try to get more range of motion. Laterally flex their torso, which we're not measuring that. <laughs> So, the, so if you had a goniometer uh, on, on the arm, um, you would still that, you know, unless you're really watching and, and locking down their, you know, the, the mo- motion in the body uh, that's occurring in the torso, you're going to get an altered reading, yeah. right? Kinetosense automatically accounts for that tilt and only gives you the true range of motion value. It also allows you to go in and do passive motion because you can stand behind the patient and the system only captures the patient if, if they're the closest one to the sensor. It's start, the person goes through their motion. If they have any pain, clicking, crepitus, you hit, you hit capture dysfunction. And then when they get to the end range, you hit stop. You treat them and then you reassess it quickly and you can show them the graph that shows up saying, we'll talk about frozen shoulder again, right? Hey, yeah. You got an extra four or five degrees today which for frozen shoulder is outstanding if you're in the frozen stage, yep. right? And and think how powerful that is for that patient because they, if you don't give, if you don't tell them the changes that you're making or show them the, the slow progress, and that's a hard thing to treat frozen shoulder, it's a slow progress of improvement. What happens is they get frustrated, right? Because yeah. they're still in pain. They feel like they haven't made progress because they're still in pain. They, they, they they, they don't know the difference between four and, you know, what, what they don't know what five degrees extra feels like. They know what 15, 20, 30 degrees feels like of extra movement. Right. Right. So, so that is, you know, that's a, that's an example of, uh, you know, where the data keeps the patient compliant. They can see their improvements, regressions, different things like that. And, and they're, they become so excited to, to work on their home care, to come back to get treated, to try to, to try to push and get to the next goal. Right. Yeah. And now we're talking about outcomes because it's through compliance. And remember how I said compliance is one of the key missing pieces of, of the continuum of care For sure, yeah. that, that, that has a huge effect on outcomes. And, uh, and so now we have something to show the patient, you know, you are improving or to track just the fact that they're being tracked is so powerful for the patient. Yep. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that that's what that's what patients want. They just want to see that they're improving. They want to see that something's changing. They want to they want to like they want to be able to to see that. They need to see that they're improving in function, range of motion, that their posture is getting better, and then show them graphical data over a month or two of all of these improvements. That's really improving their future, and that's that's what they want. So that it's really cool to have something that does that. And you actually uh, talked about how you can stand behind the patient. The sensor won't 
pick up the practitioner behind, which is really, really nice for the Cairo behind because um, you think about the balance with a geriatric risk of fall. So now I can stand behind them and I can kind of be right there just in case I just if I'm worried that they're going to go down, you just increase safety and you're still measuring their balance and scoring it separately. Absolutely. And we even use the wireless. You can get a wireless mouse. Um, you can actually control the system from behind the patient with start and stop. Yep. So you can be away from the computer and be behind the patient. You can um, you can control range of motion with the system uh, and move the arm passively with uh, with the wireless mouse. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's so many different ways that uh, that it can be used. It's just and, uh, really cool that the it, it won't skew the data. That's awesome. It's just an awesome feature, and I, I think that's great. And I think that'll it'll help a lot of people. And even in a learning environment now, you have a system like that. You can demo this and have people sitting around, and it won't matter because it's only it's only picking up the data on the person in front of the camera. Yeah, exactly. We we have uh, we have a group in the U.S. that does mass mass uh, sports functional movement screenings with sports teams. And um, they have multiple systems set up. They'll go to a gym and they'll they'll uh, they'll use cams to to assess these athletes. And there's a lot of activity going on behind, right? Yes. A lot of people <laughs> walking around in the background, and the system stays. It, it captures that that athlete as long as they're the closest one to the to the sensor. Uh, so it was designed to work that way, so that it could work in a busy setting, so that it could work, you know, in a clinical setting uh, where you know passive movements have to be done, or risk of fall, like you said, with the geriatric, you can be there, you know, uh, it makes it just a little bit more safe yep. uh, to help them. So, so yeah, one of the really cool. I want to talk about the next module, three D functional movement. Um, it, it just a really uh, powerful module as well too and and we're learning that it's incredibly powerful for the chiropractic clinic and uh, 3d functional movement is is a module where you can pretty much do any type of movement so you can analyze things like a like a swing golf swing um, you can analyze a pitching motion uh, you can analyze gait oh yeah right having someone walk towards the camera and it picks up from about 12 13 feet away so you have them stride and walk towards the camera. This camera locks onto them, and you can capture about three to four strides. And the changes that we see in gait, just biomechanically in the transverse plane specifically, uh, but even in in stride length, which is also picked up on the, on the system, pre and post adjustment is uh, is phenomenal. Yeah, that's and, it's really really cool. We made uh, Dr. Brennan and I threw together a video, and it's amazing. All we did. Literally, all we did was have him stand there, walk toward the camera. I adjusted him in his thoracic CT and uh, his SIs, and then we had him walk again. And you can see the difference in the frontal plane, transverse plane, everything. Yeah, it is, and and really, uh, really shows you know the the biomechanics. It's obviously a dynamic assessment, and one that you know it applies to every day, right? We walk every day. Yes. So for plantar fasciitis patients. Right. Yes. For patients with low back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, uh, it's a great assessment. And what we do in our clinic is we have a hallway, so we'll just we'll put a camera or we have a sensor that we have on a tripod, and we just pull it into the hallway and analyze gait, pre-post awesome. manipulation. Dr. Kamo is talking about seeing change after adjustments, which is something we normally associate with 3D posture analysis. This shows the power of the system to be able to show how your body moves differently after manipulation. 
On part three of the trilogy, Dr. Ryan and I talk about how kinetosense was able to show the change in gait from an upper cervical specific adjustment and different types of patients that kinetosense can help by showing the difference you are making in their bodies. Again, for more information about kinetosense, go to www.kinetosense.com where you can book your free online demo. Thank you for listening to part two of the trilogy. We'll see you next time for part three. And I'm your host, Bo Sauls. We'll keep learning about movement, performance, and rehab together.